But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. And you want some? Come get some. You've tuned in to Wrestling with Ruben. What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, Wrestling with Ruben. Today's episode is brought to you by MultimediaMouth.com, the only place for you to get exclusive news and reviews on all your favorite entertainment topics. My name is Ruben Jay, and I am your host for today, and I'm excited to bring to you my conversation with Jason Brown of Arrow Lucha, a new Lucha Libre company coming out of Nashville, Tennessee. Jason Brown and I talked for, uh, well, we were scheduled to talk for about half an hour, uh, and he and I ended up going about uh, about an hour and 15 minutes is what this interview ended up being. So uh, a lot of Lucha, uh, Era Lucha conversation, a conversation about Jason Brown's history and whatnot. It was a great chat. <clears throat> now, I, I do want to quickly go over some WrestleMania results. But considering that this episode is already going to be over an hour, I don't want to take too much of your time uh, talking about stuff that just really doesn't make sense to talk about on this platform. So, this week's episode, or this week, you're going to get two episodes of Wrestling with Ruben. So, make sure uh, you check the feed. I'm going to be doing uh, a better job at trying to do more Wrestling with Ruben podcasts just because uh, when we do the podcast, we actually get some really good reviews and really good feedback from from you guys. And I think it's a great content to add to uh, to MultimediaMouth.com. We are looking to add more podcasts to the mix, so please make sure to stick around for that. Now, uh, I do want to talk real quickly. Uh, WrestleMania was last night, and while I was ecstatic and I enjoyed the show from start to finish uh, with a couple bathroom breaks in between, uh, I know a lot of people did not enjoy WrestleMania. So we're going to be talking about WrestleMania in depth later this week. I don't know who my guest will be or who's going to be joining me for that conversation, but I'm excited for that. I do want to say uh, the, the part that I wanted to talk about was Roman Reigns at the end of the night. I personally... I want to say that Roman Reigns not winning the WWE Universal Championship last night was interesting, to say the least. Interesting because uh, not only did I think he was going to win, I expected him to win and I wanted him to win, but the way that he lost was extremely interesting. And and this conversation that I had with Jason Brown happened before WrestleMania. This was a Saturday morning that I talked to Jason so Jason and I didn't talk about WrestleMania at all because we were talking about Aerolucha. But I would have loved to have gotten his opinion on the WrestleMania card going into it. Uh, and maybe maybe I can get Jason on the phone again in a couple days or a couple weeks and we can discuss some WWE and some stuff that he likes, some stuff that he doesn't like about the current WWE product. Now, I truly hope that you guys actually enjoy this interview because uh, it was good. But what I want to talk about is Roman Reigns. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I went on a completely different pivot on than, than what I wanted to go to. Uh, Roman Reigns. Now, here's what I love about Roman. Roman Reigns, whether you know whether you hate him or you love him, he does one thing really well. He gets people to react to him. And I know that's that's a cop out answer for a lot of people. And WWE has used that answer a lot when it comes to Roman Reigns. And I think that there is some merit to what WWE is saying about Roman Reigns, though, because here's the thing with WWE. They don't care if you like a guy. They don't care if you hate a guy. All they care is that you're buying tickets to boo or cheer somebody. Now, I think that they should 
you know, definitely put Roman Reigns in a heel position. I definitely think they should capitalize on the heat that Roman, Reign ha- Roman Reigns has instead of trying to justify it by saying, oh, well, they're reacting. They're reacting to Roman, so he's doing something, right? You know, like, no. Give him, put him in a heel position. Let him showcase what he's got, the skills that he has. I agree with Wade Keller and everybody who says that Roman would make a much better heel than a babyface. I think it, it, it's it's obvious that Roman Reigns makes a better heel than a babyface. But there's a couple things that stood out to me last night was, uh, first of all, the way the way Brock Lesnar manhandled uh, Roman Reigns made it look like uh, Lesnar has signed with the WWE, even if it's just a temporary to get him through maybe the summer while he you know he he gets ready for UFC. Um, but they also seem to be setting Roman Reigns up for something. Either obviously, they're probably going to try and uh, capitalize on you know the blood and you know the, the huge the fallout from from WrestleMania with Roman, uh, and definitely eventually have him beat Brock Lesnar uh, and probably beat him really you know beat him up and and really take you know take Lesnar to the limit. Uh, so I'm interested to see what WWE does with Roman Reigns. The other thing that I did want to talk about real quickly is the AJ Styles Shinsuke Nakamura heel turn. Uh, I, I was really surprised to not see a heel turn coming from uh, from uh, Shinsuke Nakamura leading into the match. But once the match ended and Nakamura grabbed the title from the referee, I thought to myself, "Man, wouldn't it be something if the WWE just had Shinsuke Nakamura turn?" Oh my God, he low blowed him, you know. So. Like I, I I I saw it coming, so I'm interested to see how they, excuse me, how they um how they follow up with that. So uh, again, we'll be doing we'll be talking WrestleMania later on in the week, so make sure you check the feed here uh, in a couple days. Now let's get on to our conversation with Jason Brown, the CEO of Aero Lucha. All right, everybody, welcome welcome to uh, Wrestling with Ruben here on MultimediaOut.com. I have on the phone with me. Uh, the CEO of a wrestling startup. Uh, literally, they're in the process of getting everything together for uh, who knows what the first round of television or, or programming is going to be for them. But please welcome to the show Mr. Jason Brown from Aero Lucha. Jason, welcome. Hey, guys. How you doing, Ruben? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for, for, uh, for taking time out of your Saturday to talk to me. Um, this is going to come out during the week, but I want people to know that you, you're you're doing you're doing media on a Saturday you know Saturday afternoon, uh, which is almost unheard of for for a lot of people. So thank you for that. Oh no worries, man. We uh, we do this twenty four seven. Awesome, awesome. That's a good good attitude to have. I, I do want to say this. I I believe that I was your first Twitter follower. I'm not necessarily sure. But I believe I was for for Aero Lucha. You know what? I am uh, I am ninety nine point nine percent positive that you were right. You were the very first Twitter follower. I, I believe so. So um, this is awesome that you're you're on my show, and we're, we're going to be talking some some lucha libre, some wrestling, and and seeing what you guys have planned. But I want to go. I want to get to know you as a person as well, not just you know a wrestling CEO. Um, so. I, I did see, you know, you, you've been in business for quite some time, doing some stuff with, uh, I mean, you were the founder of, of I think, uh, Airlux Media, that was also uh, a minority owner of Impact Wrestling at one point, so you, you've been in the business for a little while, um, but I want to know, like, what's your earliest wrestling memory? Like, like when did you get the bug saying, I, I, this is what I want to do, I want to be a part of the wrestling you know, community, or, or I love wrestling so much that if I get the chance to, I want to do it. So when was that for you? Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> well, when I was little, you know, I grew up in North Alabama and uh, my mother is in Vietnam. 
so, you know, I'm half Vietnamese and half Asian. Growing up in North Alabama, the, there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, other Asians, you know, back in the 80s. So, uh, you know, my high school and my middle school, you know, was literally 50 percent African-American, 50 percent white and me. Uh, so, you know, anything that I could connect with was great. And so when I was little, you know, Ricky, the steamboat dragon, you know, he was huge and I can remember jumping off my couch and doing flips and, you know, trying to imitate him. The great Muta was probably, you know, right up there on my list. I can remember taking Kool-Aid and fun dip and, and spraying that around the house and trying to mimic him and getting, getting, you know, getting my parents mad at me because, you know, I would spray that on stuff that you couldn't get it out. But, you know, those are the wrestlers that I connected with, uh, you know, and just loved it. You know, I mean, it was, it was fun. It was fun to imagine that you were them. It was fun. (laughs) It was fun to imagine that you were, you know, that superstar and that you could mimic those moves. I was really lucky, you know, growing up that, you know, when I was little, nine, 10 years old, 11 years old, you know, there was a group of kids a little bit older than me right down the street that actually had a makeshift wrestling ring in their backyard made out of plywood and ropes. And so we would go down there and do those things, uh, you know, and we would probably do a lot of stuff that I I wouldn't recommend (laughs) that kids try at home uh, today. But, you know, we, we, we did those things. And so, you know, as I grew up, I kind of got out of that business. I got into storytelling and media and, you know, got a film degree and produced a couple movies and things like that. So I've always been into the storytelling. So, you know, it's really cool that, uh, that the man upstairs kind of led me back into to wrestling with, with my partners. And, you know, it was a cool thing. It's a, it's a really cool thing to be able to do that again and now be on the other side of it and create those characters for other people. And, uh, so that was my earliest memory. I mean, it had to be, you know, six years old. So awesome, man. That's, that's really cool. Now, um, you know, obviously you are pretty, you're a pretty accomplished business person. I mean, you have a, you know, a great history of, of starting companies that are successful and, and doing some really cool stuff. I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, uh, I was reading your bio here that you had, you know, your, your first, I guess RLX company, you know, at some point became a $2 million revenue generating company, uh, annually, which is, you know, a pretty big feat, uh, in, just in general. Uh, but you're also like associated with like the Tupac hologram, which I find, uh, for those who don't know, a couple of years ago, probably about what four years ago, five years ago, uh, yeah. Tupac made an appearance at Coachella, uh, and it was a hologram, and, and and Jason was part of that team. So this this stuff's really cool that that you've been associated with. So I'm actually really excited to see what you can bring to the table with you know with, with a wrestling company. But I do, you know, I I, I you know. Jason, I'll tell you this: I, I'm not somebody who like just sits back and says, "Oh, this is this is 100, you know, a, a, a great idea, and it's going to be you know 100 successful." I sit and I look and I say, "Wow, this is interesting timing for for a company. Like, what are the, what's their plan?" So, you know, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to I'm going to ask you a, a, a tough question that I don't think you're going to get a lot of. And, and but it's you know why now, considering that you know there's so much wrestling on television right now. There's so much wrestling out on the internet. Uh, you know, uh, Lucha Underground has a pretty good stronghold on the Lucha Libre, you know, American television audience. So, you know, w- what made now the right timing for, for Aero Lucha to start? Um, and, and what do you plan on, on presenting that's going to hopefully take away from, uh, maybe not take away, but maybe add to, you know, the current uh, market of, of professional wrestling? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Ruben. And uh, to go back to, to what you just said uh, before I answer this question, you know, you in my bio, you made me sound really good. And I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, I'm not that smart. 
normally I try to be the dumbest guy in the room. And what that means is I try to surround myself with people that are much smarter than me so that I can always get better. You know, it's just like, you know, a lot of fighters and a lot of athletes and, you know, even Michael Jordan, I think was quoted, you know, you always want to play with people who are better than you because that's the only way you're going to get better. So I've just been really lucky. Jason, Uh, I've been really I, I'm going to stop you there real quick and say, because you just said that you're not very smart, but the fact that you you said that you don't want to be the smartest person in the room makes you extremely smart. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate that, uh, but you know, I just I look at you know surround yourself with good people like Ray Mysterio and Conan yeah. and you know people in the industry that are smarter than you and you just kind of, you ride in their wake and you learn from them and you know that's how I think you, you're successful and I think you give back and forth and people have strengths and weaknesses, but you know to go back to your question about why now. You know, anybody who looks at the Latino and Hispanic community in the United States and does any sort of research, uh, and I'll be the first to admit, a year ago, I was I was ignorant in this. And, you know, I started doing a lot of research and educating myself. And what you find is there is an absolute explosion in the Latino and Hispanic community inside of the United States. And, you know, it, it it's unbelievable the growth, uh, what they're contributing to society the buying power, uh, the influence that they have. And so when my partners came and said, hey, we want to start a Lucha Libre company, I I mean, my first reaction was, man, that's crazy. Uh, And I said, okay. They kept pressing me. I said, let me go and do some research. And so I took about 30 days, and I just went, and I just started studying. Um, I flew to Tijuana, and I went to some Lucha Libre events. I went to El Paso. I went to some Lucha Libre events. I started reaching out to people. I started educating myself with statistics. And, And what I found was, There is a movement in the United States around the Latino and Hispanic community that you can't ignore. Uh, I mean, advertisers are, you know, trying to reach that demographic. You know, they are influencing elections. They are influencing the way that communication is done, you know, to that to that to that demographic. And it was really eye opening for me. And so, you know, the timing was perfect because, you know, I I feel like we're at the front of that. Um, You know, when you also talk about why now there's so much wrestling, you're absolutely right. There at no point in time as a wrestling fan, in my opinion, have you been able to consume so much wrestling. And, you know, when you look at Lucha Underground, they have such a phenomenal product. You know, when you look at Impact Wrestling, when you look at the WWE, there's so many companies out there that do a really good job at it. And so we looked at it and said, okay, how can we be different? How can we do the same thing, but how can we position ourselves to be different? And for us, you know, I have I have little ones. Uh, you know, I have a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy, and they are absolute wrestling fiends. You know, they, yeah. they, they do what I did, and they're jumping off the couch and breaking stuff. <laughs> and we looked at the Hispanic and family com- the Latino community. They're so family-oriented. It wasn't uncommon for me to go to Tijuana. And where I would go to WWE SmackDown and I would see a majority of 30 to 50 year old males in the audience, it wasn't a comment for me to see at a Lucha event, mom and dad, son and daughter, grandmother, grandfather, three generations. And to me, that was really not only heartwarming, but also an opportunity to say, okay, if we can, if we can provide family based content to you know, families, then we win. And so we're a little bit different when you say why now, how are you going to stand out is, you know, we cater to families and kids. You know, you won't see a lot of blood uh, on our TV shows. You won't see a lot of tables and chairs and barbed wire, you know, barbed wire, things of that nature. And I think, you know, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to flip the question on you. I think that's a common thread through most of the wrestling that's out there today 
is it's catered toward uh, an older audience. And I think I don't I don't see a lot of people doing what we're doing and catering to families and, and kids. And, you know, I think that's something that we do different and uh, that we can kind of hang our hat on and grow. Yeah. You know, and I would I would counter that and say, you know, the WWE is trying to serve, you know, that that family you know, uh, family model while also trying to, to focus on the 30, you know, 30 plus, um, demographic as well. You know, they, they want their shows to be able to, Hey kids, come on out, come watch, you know, Roman Reigns do this and that. And, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, half the show is, you know, uh, poop jokes and, and stuff that will be funny for, for teenagers and, and younger. And then the rest is like, you know, uh, extremely, you know, not extremely violent stuff, but, you know, stuff that's, that's catered towards the adult world. So I think it would be interesting to see a company kind of follow, fall into that. Like our, our core demographic is going to be a family, you know, of, you know, a, an eight year old boy and a, you know, a 10 year old girl or whatever. And, and they can all come to this, you know, to come watch us, you know, put on the show and, you know, mom and dad can sit there and, you know, enjoy some snacks and know that, you know, someone's not going to be lit on fire. Uh, as part of, you know, as part of the entertainment, so I think there is definitely a market there, and, and, and I'm I'm happy to see that you're you're targeting that, especially even going after, you know, directly after like the Hispanic Latino community, um, which I think is been a a lost priority since since you know Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, you know, mm. in the early 2000s. You know, I think WWE really dropped the ball with that. Um, and, and especially with their attempt at like creating this lucha libre character without giving them the proper uh, room to breathe, so I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, what you guys are able to to put out. Um, you do have some TV tapings coming up here later this year. Uh, do you guys have a, a network that you're able to, to tell me that you guys are going to be on? Do you have a di- distribution <laughs> model? Uh, is that stuff? You know, is it? Are you, are, are you just? Uh, no, kind of- you. Uh, I, I laugh because uh, that's the million dollar question that we get asked through social media, and yeah. uh, the, the, the real answer is this: We're talking to a lot of people. Um, you know, we feel confident enough that that we have a home, and so you know, we're willing to go and actually film season one. Um, and it really is just finding that right partner and, and the details of that deal you know uh who owns the digital you know things of that nature and then you know just the dominoes have to fall so you know right now you know i'll tell you i'll give you the stock answer you got to stay tuned uh but you know it's uh I, i hope people can read the tea leaves uh and see that you know if we're announcing tv if we have ray involved you know we have a lot of stuff that's moving down the track and you know when we when we get that answer and we and we, we we finalize the deal with the right partner and we're able to to, to kind of announce it full steam, then we'll do it. So you know, I'll, I'll give you that answer. Um, but going back to what you just said, really quick, just because I'd love to touch on it is, I think we have the benefit of being new and being able to be laser focused mm-hmm. on a demographic. And WWE doesn't have that benefit. I mean, WWE is the 800 pound gorilla yeah. that that is the brass ring. You know, they are so big and so good. But, but, you know, with, with that comes different challenges and their audience is so broad. You know, you have females that love the the female division. You have African-Americans that love, you know, uh, certain characters, uh, you know, you have Latinos, you have the Caucasian male. So for them, they have to be all things to all people. And so, you know, the difference is when that eight year old or 10 year old tunes in and, you know, you have a family there and Brock Lesnar opens somebody's cut up, you know, with an elbow and there's blood everywhere you you can't please everyone and you can't be all things to all people and so but to their defense they they have a big job 
and they do it really well uh, to try to be all things to all people. And, uh, you know, for us, we have the benefit of saying, okay, you know, we can go after our audience right now because we're young and we can target them. And, you know, we can be family friendly to kids, but then also get some of the best talent in the world so that, you know, the, the 20 and above demographic, the 18 and above demographic, they can see the in-ring product and go, wow, those guys, you know, those guys are tearing it up and they're athletes and, you know, their characters and storylines and they're, they're leaving it out there in the ring and they will enjoy the performances. And so, you know, it's uh, we, we have that benefit. So. Yeah, and, and it's really cool. And the other thing you guys got going for you, other than having, you know, some big names associated with it, you know, Rey Mysterio, Conan, uh, is you guys are actually, you guys have some traction. It seems like uh, you, guys, you guys did a TV taping last year for a pilot, sold out. Uh, you guys did some stuff in Texas, I believe, earlier this year, and it seemed like you got some really good traction there as well. Um, what are the indications from the people that, that have gone to the, the live events so far? Like, are you getting good feedback from them? You know, is it something that they say, yeah, we're definitely going to tune in or is it, you know, are you finding the things that you need to tweak? Like what, what's, what's happened with these experimental stuff that's, that you guys have been doing so far? Oh, well, um, I can tell you this, there are very few negative comments, uh, on social media, uh, you know, regarding our live events and the performances, you know, I was talking to Conan the other day and even he said, it, you know, Conan has been involved with starting I mean, I, hey, let me let me rephrase it. It's hard to find a Lucha Libre promotion that Conan hasn't been involved in, you know, to, to help, you know, to help the foundation of that company. So, you know, when he told me this, he said, Jason, he said, it's pretty amazing. I can't find a negative comment about our product, about the shows, about the live events. So, you know, that's that's a that's a flag to us to say, OK, we're moving in the right direction. Um, so we've had a ton of social media growth. We've had a ton of social media comments, people enjoying it. You know, at our, at our first shows, you know, when we had a, a small crowd there, they're still yelling and screaming and having a good time. When we have our large crowds there, they're yelling and screaming, and having a good time. And so, you know, we ran those shows to validate the product and to make sure our branding was on point and to make sure that we had some things. And so from the first shows to the second shows, we made a lot of tweaks. Um, you know, we created an intermission. We really focused on things on the fan experience for kids, um, you know, that, you know, that, that we feel like up the, the the fan experience and so you know we've had a lot of indication of of people just enjoying the product and you know wanting more uh i mean there i could probably point you to a thousand comments on social media that are positive and that are asking where can i watch this on tv is this going to be in the u.s how can i watch it overseas um you know i mean our, our email our email list right now is pushing ten thousand people uh, you know and, and i gotta remember i gotta keep reminding myself this in a world where everybody wants instant gratification, you know, the WWE is where they are today because they've been in business for what, 30 years, more than you that. know, a lot more than that. Yeah. More than that. We've been in business for three months. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I have to, you know, people, there's a lot of eyes on us right now, but you know, I think people have to remember that it takes a very long time and you got to do a lot of things right and you have to fail and you got to learn from it and you got to, you got to revamp it and go out and do it again to build something great. And that's, that's what we want to do is build something excellent, build something great. And I got to remind myself that we've, we, we, you know, to have 10,000 people on your email list, to have thousands of people that have, you know, uh, consumes your product to have all the social media, to have Ray and Conan and all these people involved, you know, to have a pilot under our belt, you know, to have, to have investors that have invested in your company after only being in business for three or four months and, you know, raising 75,000 bucks, 
to me, that's that's uh, that's a lot of positive signs and a lot of positive things that people uh, are excited about and they see the opportunity too. So, yeah, and and I I will say this one of the you know one of the things that I find extremely interesting uh, from a business standpoint for you guys, not so much uh, in ring stuff. Uh, that stuff is important, you know. Obviously, it's a core business, but the fact that you guys have opened up the opportunity for an average Joe like me to get in on the ground floor as, you know, an investor um, is extremely incredible. I think risky at the same time um, for you guys to do, because I I know for me, the first thing that I thought, and again, me being kind of honest, uh, you may be a little bit too honest is, you know, is this a fly by night type of a thing? Like, am I going to give them money and then they're going to close their doors? You know, like, like the wrestling business has that, has had that, you know, um, bad taste in their mouth of being, you know, carny and just like, you know, a, a quick grab, you know, thing. But, you know, when I saw that, that Ray Mysterio was involved, I thought to myself, okay, Ray wouldn't get involved in something that's shady, you know, mm. uh, Conan, Conan wouldn't get involved in something that that's, that's extremely shady. You know, um, I don't think, uh, RLX media would put their name on something that's shady. So I, I think that's kind of going for you on the, on the positive side. So, with with that, I mean, phrasing that in, with an opinion now, I need to add, ask a question: Is 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 one? Uh, is this like a legitimately? Are we? You know, if we put in the hundred dollars or the two hundred dollars or multiples of that, you know, do we actually have a say in in the way the business is running, or is it more of a crowdfunding? You know, that's the perk you get ownership. Like, like, t- explain to me how that works. And then secondly, is there going to be like a board of, of of directors? kind of a thing with the fans like 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 what do we really get with investing our money in you know our lucha yeah you know uh, great questions and uh ones that that we've gotten over the past uh you know month or the past 21 days as, as we came out with this um because i think you know part of it is educating people and you know and, and educating them the average wrestling fan you know to my knowledge you know, doesn't keep up with SEC laws and doesn't keep up with Congress and the Senate and how I they're don't. changing some things. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, there's an educational point. So, you know, to, to, to answer a couple of your questions and, you know, I'll, I'll jump around, you know, with our other company, Airlux Media, you know, and, and this is all public knowledge. And so I can say all of this, you know, we, we did some work for Impact Wrestling or for TNA Wrestling, you know, many years ago. So over three years. So, you know, we 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 put you know a lot of uh, a lot of dollars into that company. Uh, you know, to 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 finance a lot of their productions. Uh, you know, in, in the millions. Yeah. Uh, so through Airlux Media, and and that's in the millions, multiple. Uh, you know, to do that, and then you know we ended that relationship. Uh, you know, and Anthem came in and, and took the company and brought a lot of the production in house. But you know, I mean, we we literally you know, put millions into that production. So fast forward to this, this isn't something that we planned in 30 days. You know, when we hired the companies to put Air, Air Lucha together, this was back in January, February of 2017. This has been a plan for, you know, a year. This is going on a year that this has been in the planning phases. Um, you know, and people look at it and go, oh, is this a fly-by-night thing? You know, you can go to the, the Form C and read the SEC. You know, we've already put nearly $400,000 of our own money into this deal, you know, to just to test it out. So, you know, I think that gives a lot of people comfort because, you know, from my understanding, when people look at it and go, oh, I see some comments on social media. Oh, they're just they're trying to take your money and run, you know, and, and you, you kind of look at them and go, OK, that's a legitimate that's a legitimate comment. And I can't get mad about it. I have to educate you. You know, the first thing I want to say is. 
you know, do some homework and realize that, you know, we, we, we extended millions, you know, to a separate company. We've already put in our own money. We're already putting in our own time. You know, for me, and this is, I'm just going to say a personal thing, you know, the crowdfunding and the, the, the getting the fans involved has less to do with any sort of capital raise as much as it is to do about creating a legion of fans mm-hmm. and a legion of people who are who are emotionally invested to grow your company because Absolutely. I think I think you win and Legion M, you know, utilize these same laws. They're the first uh, Hollywood studio movie studio that uh, did did u- utilize these laws to give the fans equity in their company, and they raised about three and a half or four million dollars through this, okay? And so when I sat down with, with Jeff Scanlon and, and I'm sorry, Jeff Anderson and Paul Scanlon, the, the founders, you know, these guys are Emmy-winning uh, you know, producers. I mean, they've been in Hollywood a long time. If you look them up, I mean, they're, I mean, they're some of the best of the best, you know, and, and big players in Hollywood. One of the things they told me was this, Jason, it has nothing to do with, with raising capital. The power of the Legion is the Legion. The power of the fans is the fans. Yeah. It's the fact that you have twenty or 30,000 people that you can mobilize and learn from. That's the real power. So for us, you know, it, 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 has, it has very little to do with a capital raise as much as it is creating a legion of fans that you can learn from. And so, you know, I fast forward to answer this question. Will you really have a voice in the company? A- absolutely and and the reason is this i read an article maybe about two months ago three months ago about the wwe and you know it centered around their chief marketing officer and uh their chief technology officer and they made this statement in that article and i have to find it and send it to you when they first started yeah. out yeah, you know, when they first started out they had five or six data scientists okay and these people were, were looking at data you know who, who's watching what on the wwe network what merchandise is being sold what what character social media following is growing to try to make better decisions and to create a better fan experience. Okay. That's when they first started out today. They have 40 data scientists, 40. Okay. So there's 40 people who are combing through the data, trying to figure out what their fans are doing, what their fans want so that they can make a better product. Right. So it kind of hit me and my partners to go, why don't we skip the data scientist part why don't we utilize the laws that just got changed and let's connect with our fans. Let's give them ownership in our company and the opportunity to win if we win. And let's have a direct communication channel and just ask them, you know, why don't, why don't we just, why don't we just ask them what merchandise do you want us to develop? Hey, we just signed a talent. Who do you want us to sign? Do you want him to be a heel? Do you want him to be, you know, a face, you know, here's three designs of gimmicks, you know, we pick one. Hey, here's three designs of our, our heavyweight belt. Pick one. You know, I go back to those stories when I was little. You remember the choose your own adventure stories? Yes. <laughs> you know, you, you go to page seven and you're like, hey, does this guy eat the, you know, eat this or does he put in his pack? And you, you literally choose your own adventure. To me, that was exciting because I owned it. Yeah. You know, it's like I can do whatever I want to do. That's what we want to replicate to the fans, you know, and, and granted people are like, oh, are they going to be a board? Are we going to, you know, there's a lot of minutia, you know, obviously we don't want our fans to, to, to be burdened with the fact of, you know, are we going to, are we going to do a, a show on December 11th or 12th? You know, are we going to rent office space at this place or this place? Yeah. <laughs> you know, which, in, which insurance policy do we put in place? So, you know, I, I, we're there to run the day-to-day operations of the business. But when it comes to stuff like creative and storylines and designs and, 
you know, who to put the belt on and, you know, gimmicks and things like that. It's a resounding guess. I mean, not only will you have a voice, we want you to have a voice because, you know, we, we sit in a room and we, we think of these products and we think of these storylines, but ultimately, who's it all for? It's for you guys. It's for the fans. You know, what better way than to, to make it better than just by asking them, hey, what do you want? And so, you know, I, I, I hope people, you know, can hear it and, and find some truth in it that if the WWE is spending payroll on 40 data scientists to try to figure out what people want, we're just trying to skip that step and go right to them and give them an ownership of the company and to give them some upside, but then also say, Hey, you know, let's just ask you, what do you really want? So, yeah, no, I, I completely, and here's the thing, here's what, what the thing that you just said was going to be my next question. And you answered it because I, I think of things like, uh, I don't know how, how versed you are in today's WWE, you know, product, but um, you know, I, I just, I, I watch, you know, Monday night raw and I, I, I read the reports and I see, you know, Roman Reigns comes down to the ring and, and, and is booed out of the building and people just generally don't want him to be a top guy, or at least in this this version of his character. They want to see him as, you know, as a heel or they want to see him do something slightly different or whatever, you know, and the WWE will, will, will you know, they have a corporate line of, well, we listen to the fans. Well, no, you don't, you know, like if you listen to your fans, you would see on social media that everybody wants him to be a heel except for, you know, a small you know, a, a very, you know, minor portion of your audience, you know, so it's really cool to see a company thinking, yeah, we can skip a step and like, let's just ask them, you know, like these are the people that are invested in our, our business. So they're going to obviously, you know, want to tell us what they want to see and how they want to see it. So let's just ask them. So I'm very excited to see that play out. Um, and again, if, if, if you're interested, uh, as a listener, if you're interested in, in investing and getting involved, um, there's a website that I'm looking for right now. Uh, it's uh, wefund wefunder.com slash Lucha. It will be in the description uh, of this podcast episode. So if you you know you want to put your money in, you want to be on the ground floor, uh, you know, do some research, go and and see what they have to offer on 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 that front side. Well, you know, and, and make a decision. And, and but let me say this, Ruben, uh, you don't have to invest to have a voice. So a lot of people, what they don't understand too, is this: <clears throat> you know, we're still going to ask our fans, and you can join for free. You know, you can go to Aralucha.com and sign up to become what, what we call an Aralucha-door, uh, and we're going to ask you things. You know, you, you obviously you don't get the equity. You get some perks and things like that, but we, under, we understood this. You know, a lot of people want to learn, and they want to build a relationship, and they want to understand you before they make a financial commitment, and, and we want you to do that. You yeah. know, if you can't – if people – this isn't some place to put your retirement money. This isn't some place to put your 401k. And we're not asking people to do that because, you know, we want, uh, you know, we, we want you to be fiscally responsible. You know, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is kind of just something extra and fun. If you're a wrestling fan that has the potential, uh, to create an ROI in the future. Um, and so we understood this. If you just want to sign up for free and go to our website, and you know click on the join for free and just give us your email we're going to still survey you and we're still going to poll you we're still going to try to have a relationship with you and ask you these things obviously you won't get the equity portion and the ownership but you'll get a lot of the same things and the purpose of that was this 
you know, get access to our exclusive Facebook uh, group. That's where we're going to talk to a lot of people is behind closed doors on our Facebook, our exclusive members only Facebook group. And that's going to be for our luchadors and our investors. And then get to know us, you know, uh, spend some time with us. You want to sign up for free, you know, spend 30, 60, 90 days, ask us questions, talk to us there, you know, meet some of the wrestlers, see how we do things and then get comfortable. And then if you want to make an investment down the road, great. If the round is open, if it's closed, we may do another one in the future. Uh, uh, but you know, you it, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to just open up your wallet and they want to go. Well, I don't know anything about these guys, but you know, here's here's a hundred bucks. You know, you can join for free and say, okay, I want to I want to date these guys and girls <laughs> behind the scenes, and I want to learn about the company because, you know, actions speak a lot louder than words, and uh, we oh. understand that. So yeah, Jason, how you doing on time? I'm good, my friend. You know what? I am. Uh, I'm gonna spend the morning with you. Oh, cool, great. Um, I do have a couple more questions for you, but I, I don't want to take your entire uh, entire morning here. But um, so let's talk. Let's talk logistics. Let's let's. You know, when are you looking at, at uh, doing some TV tapings? I know you have some dates announced, and I don't know them off the top of my head. Uh, and how can people um, attend? That, that's kind of a, a big thing too. Yeah. So, uh, so right now, um, we, we had some dates booked in Texas. We're going around and we really, you know, the TV opportunity, uh, kind of brought itself to the surface. And so we kind of focused all of our efforts and said, okay, you know, that's, that's priority number one. And so we, we rescheduled some dates into the future. And, you know, as soon as we lock those dates down, we can, we can announce them, you know, at at some of our Texas venues, the next show we're probably going to do is we're looking at doing a house show in Nashville, uh, in the next probably 45 to 60 days. Um, we hope to announce that, you know, in the next, uh, the next couple of weeks, if we're able to lock in the venue and then is really the TV tapings, um, you know, and then after that, we'll go back and resume touring. Um, and so we're looking at hopefully doing TV tapings, you know, probably in the next, uh, two to three months there's some dominoes that have to fall with uh venues and production crew and you know race schedule and conan schedule and things like that so that's what we're we're kind of trying to line up but uh, that's where we are and you know the great thing is you know if you're if you're local to a house show and you want here's a, i was about to say if you're in the same city uh you can come to a house show but we literally on our first shows had a guy drive six hours oh seven hours God. to come to our show and the, uh, here's the thing and we ran a double shot. So we did a show on Friday night and then two hours away the next night we did it in a different city. This guy drove seven hours, came to the first show, drove two hours, went to the next show and then drove his seven or eight hours back home. Oh my Lord. So, you know, I, 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 it, it busts the hole in my theory if you're in the same city because apparently these fans are so passionate they will drive and come from all over to come to these shows. So, you know, if you want to come to a local show and a house show, you know, you can you can come and buy the ticket and see the stars. Uh, but what we're really excited about is, you know, uh, the TV production and creating the content and storylines because then we're going to be able to deliver it to people all over the world. And uh, you'll be able to consume it, you know, in your bed on an iPad or, you know, on your couch through Roku or whatever it is that you want to do on your phone uh and so that allows us to bring the product to more people globally but i will say this there's nothing like being in a seat there's nothing like being in the first row and uh and seeing these luchadors you know flip flip out of the ring and and bang into the barricade and i will say this you know i love the wwe and i love the american style of wrestling there's something about that i learned these guys are so talented and it's, it's high flying. It's acrobatic. It is nonstop. These are some of the most talented athletes and performers that I've ever been around and I've ever seen. So, uh, it's pretty exciting. So, 
Well, Jason, let me let me tell you this. I I've been to a lot of wrestling. Uh, you know, I've been to the WWE here in Los Angeles. I've driven to Las Vegas to watch Ring of Honor. I've driven to you know the middle of LA and into a small little uh, you know warehouse for wrestling. I flew to Mexico uh, and and went and saw uh, you know CMLL you know front row. And I will say this: there is nothing like watching Lucha Libre. Uh, live and in person because uh, WWE does a great job with what they do. Lucha Libre, th- there's just something about the fact that maybe maybe it's just the fact that it was literally Lucha Libre in Spanish and, and you know you didn't understand a word that they were saying uh, and you literally had to rely on the in ring action to tell the story. So I'm excited. I really am excited for you. Um, let's talk Rey Mysterio real quickly because Rey is probably sure. the biggest. Uh, you know, known to America, Lucha Libre star in the world. You know, former world champion with the WWE. Uh, how did the communication start between between you and Ray, and how did it end up with him having an equity stake in the company instead of just being a pure talent? Um, well, like all things in Lucha Libre, start through Conan. Uh, you know, and I, and I take that back, you know, my partners, uh, are ex WWE guys, they, they performed with Ray and they've known him, uh, for a long time. Uh, you know, obviously there's a relationship for, with the boys in the locker room that I'll, I'll never have, I'll never have that experience. And, uh, you know, I'll never have that relationship. You know, I, I think there's probably something special, uh, you know, with these performers that, that, that kind of perform together and they're, you know, similar to a sports team, a football team, you know, these guys are in the trenches together. So, um, Conan has that. My partners have that. Ray has that with people. Um, so they had, we had that relationship, uh, you know, and then also with Conan. And so I, any words that I say will never be able to express or give the credit that Conan is due. Um, you know, there's, 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 it's it, it's global things like oh Conan was a star and he sold out arenas and you know he understands lucha libre but then there are subtle things that I watch that that you can't you know describe like when a young guy comes out of the ring and you know Conan off to the side pulls him to the side and spends you know twenty thirty minutes talking to him hey this is what you did wrong this is what you did right this is what you can work on this is what you need to go watch you need to look at this person's video and you need to strengthen yourself in this and the fact that he cares that much about wrestlers and he cares that much about the Hispanic and Latino stars to grow them and really pour into them you know, I mean, I, you, you can't teach that and you can't get a better guy on your team. So we were really blessed that Conan was even willing to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, when you're the when you're when you're the dumbest person in the room and you want to get into Lucha Libre, you, you try to seek out the best and put yourself around people that are, are the best. And, you know, so Conan, you know, so he was kind of a a. a, a a conduit and a friend to Ray. I mean, obviously he found Ray. And so when you're in Lucha Libre and, you know, you want to grow a phenomenal company, um, you know, uh, you, you want to get the best. So Ray Mysterio, I don't, I don't think anybody would argue that probably one of the top 10, uh, WWE stars of all time and pro and, and by far the number one Lucha Libre star, uh, you know, of all time, and, you know, we're really just blessed to, to have the conversations and then sit down. And I, I don't think people buy in unless they unless they see the vision. So we're really, you know, lucky that that Conan saw what we were trying to do, how we put it together and wanted to be a part of it. Uh, and then with Ray, kind of the same thing. You know, I think our December 10th pilot really seeded uh, 
you know, what we were capable of and what we could put together and what the future would hold. You know, I don't know if anybody's seen in some of the videos from that when, you know, 25 or 30 wrestlers got into the ring and they sang happy birthday to Ray and everybody that was involved. You know, it was uh, it was a fun time. It was an experience that uh, I'll never trade, but it was, I think, a glimpse into the future. And I think at that point in time, a lot of people bought in and said, you know what? you know, this thing's got legs and uh, we want to be a part of it. So we were really lucky that Conan and Ray wanted to be a part of it. You know, we contracted with them both and, uh, you know, uh, you know, they, they brought their talents to the table and, you know, uh, you know, Ray was willing to uh, accept an advisory board role in the company and, uh, you know, equity in the company and Conan, same thing, uh, you know, his skill set and ownership in the company and, you know, off, off we ran. And that, that's awesome. I'm, I'm happy that Ray's involved. Uh, I think it gives you guys, you know, a little legitimacy to, to what you guys are trying to do. Um, you know, and, and in the last, Five, four years, five years. We we've seen, you know, uh, a couple companies try to get started, and I think out the bat made some major missteps in in the first formative months of trying to put a company together. Um, you know, and I'm not gonna, you know, say which company I'm talking about, but they were trying to take over the glo- the globe with you know force, um, and uh, you know, and, and I'm a big I was a big believer in uh, in this this particular wrestling company, uh, and you know, but but I saw that there was a lot of things that that, that the person who was in charge of him. Uh, who happens to also be a country music star? Uh, I'm, being, I'm being, I'm being, I'm trying to be funny here. I don't know how well it's working, but <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> you know. But but seeing you know Jeff Jarrett and Global Force Wrestling try to start up, and you know, uh, doing things that 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 just didn't make sense. You know, like uh, promising TV deals and promising this and that, and 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 you know, uh, talking about a wrestling boom and this and this and that, and, and just kind of sitting there being like. It, it, that's not how it's work. You know, that's not how it's going to work. You know, where you guys have really taken the step, and you're like, you know, what names can we associate with this company that will bring, um, you know, legitimacy to what we're trying to do, um, you know, but as well, you know, how can we get fans excited about this? How can we show fans that, you know, we're not just trying to get a ma- you know, a major TV deal and get product out to the to, to the masses and you know, run house shows and 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 run TV tapings and do all this stuff and spend money without knowing how we're going to make our money back. You know, you guys have really taken a step and said, let's let's plan, let's figure out how we can get. And first of all, you know, the the WeFunder, you know, equity portion of the the crowd, you know, crowdsourcing it. You know, as much as you know, as much of of it as it could be making, you know, a million dollars or whatever you're trying to raise. You know, the other part of it too is like you guys got some serious traction, you know, in, in the media world. You know, I wrote about it. I know uh, the Tennessean wrote about it. You know, you guys got some traction. You guys got some 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 publicity out of it. You know, which is, you know, it's a marketing you know ploy as well. You know, but you, you're 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 giving the, the fans a chance to really uh, buy into it with Ray, with Conan, with the opportunity to invest, with throwing out some really high quality graphics on your Instagram and putting out some really cool videos on your social media. So all this stuff is really tying together and making me making me feel personally like wow this 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 isn't just another guy who you know loved wrestling who who uh is going to spend other people's money to try to put up a wrestling company and then eventually fail uh i i do have high hopes for you guys and i do think that you guys well, are gonna do something special we we appreciate it um, well, and I, I will say this ruben real quick so you know when you go on the WeFunder page because I, I, I remember seeing a comment from someone you know it says um 
Well, it says like a million seventy or something on there, and somebody said, "I can't believe they set that their goal that high." You know, full disclosure. You know, if you do a little research, we we don't set that goal. So, you know, there's no goal that's set at a million dollars. The SEC and the laws cap you in in the particular round of raise at a million seventy. So that is just the upper limit of what you're allowed to raise by the laws. So, you know, when it says, you know, a minimum of this and a maximum of that, that's just what the laws are set at, uh, you know, and it's not something we said, oh, we're going to, you know, this is our goal. Uh, and if we if we reach it, great. That's, you know, that's an SEC law that uh, for our particular round, which is called a Reg CF, uh, we had to file with the SEC. And, you know, here, here's another thing, you know, in my personal opinion, that investors and that just people who are watching our company can probably take a little bit of uh, comfort in, you know, the SEC or the Securities and Exchange Commission. I mean, they are very highly regulated. You know, I mean, this is uh, I mean, you're talking about the SEC who all publicly traded companies and things of that nature, you know, have to adhere to their laws and or their rules. You know, our, our financials are, have to be an open book. You know, we're going to have to report you know, uh, quarterly or every six months, I can't recall, you know, our financials, what we're doing. I mean, we're going to have to disclose these things uh, differently than a privately company does. So a privately held company does. So, you know, I think some people, in my opinion, should be able to take some comfort to go, oh, you know what, these guys are going to have to kind of open the kimono and, uh, and kind of let you see, you know, what they're doing. And uh, we thought that was important. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm excited for you. Definitely. Definitely excited for you. Uh, I guess uh, my last big question for you would be, you know, uh, what what do you see Aerolucha becoming? In, let's say just say five years, you know, like uh, I think that's a pretty safe number to say. So where do you see you guys? You know, where do you see the company in five years? Oh, wow. Um, you know, if you allow yourself to dream big and you allow yourself to say, OK, you know, how big can we really grow this thing? You know, I mean, m my opinion is, you know, and my, my personal goal is I, I want to be the largest Lucha Libre sports and entertainment company in the United States. Um, you know, and what does that look like? You know, that's an ethereal statement, but what does that look like? You know, it is giving uh, the performers and the wrestlers, you know, a hundred show dates a year across mm -hmm. the United States. It's having our TV product, uh, and bringing that to millions of people in the United States and, and globally, um, you know, and, and I know that I don't know that this is a, an accurate KPI or, you know, that any private equity firm is going to look at. But for me, you know, there's a there's a measure of how many smiles can I put on kids faces? <laughs> and I, I think that would probably, in my opinion, directly correlate to your revenue at some point in time, because at the, at the end of the day, you know, I look at a company like Disney. And you look how expensive it is to go. I mean, that's a four or $5,000 trip for a family of, you know, four parents and two kids to go on a Disney cruise or go there. But you know why they, I mean, why they win, in my opinion, is the customer experience and they bring uh, joy and happiness to families. You know, that's it. You know, yeah. they are really good at creating characters. They're really good at creating movies and experiences where the kids, uh, where the kids have a great time, but the parents have a good time too. You know, I watch, I watch some of these Disney movies and these animated movies and there's some jokes in there that only me and you are going to get Ruben, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. we're like, we walk out of the theater and go, you know what? That was pretty good. But my kids have a great time too. And so, you know, five years from now, what does that look like? 
you know, if we're living out our eight core values, uh, and I think this is something that I don't think a lot of people speak to. If you go to our WeFunder page and you look at our eight core values, or you know, I'll do a video for you, and I will, uh, I'll post that video on our website and I'll send it to you too, Ruben. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about our talking about our eight core values, and if we live those out, you know, if we listen, if we have excellence in business, if we invest in the dreams of others, if we, uh, you know, if we grow our employees uh, through personal and through organizational training, if we live out those eight core values five years from now, I don't, I don't, the sky's the limit. And I really, uh, I really don't think that there uh, is a lot of hurdles or a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of things that we can't accomplish in the wrestling industry if, uh, if we just do what we're supposed to do. So. Absolutely. Excuse me. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Um, let's go ahead real quick. Let's do a quick, excuse me, a rapid fire lightning round. I'm going to give you two options. Of well, something. Let, me, let me ask you this oh, before sure. you do that. Can I, can I ask you one question? I want to flip it on you. Sure. You know, you being, a, I mean, you, you've dedicated your life to wrestling. So, you know, the, the, the people that, that I always find a respect and uh, a humbling, feeling when I look at people who are bloggers or who have podcasts or who, who travel to all these shows because you dedicate your life to this. I mean, you literally, you know, eat, sleep and breathe wrestling, you know, and you didn't know about us four months ago from the outside looking in positives and negatives. Don't hold back and don't try to put us over, you know, what, what, what's your, you know, what's your take on it? You know, good and bad. What have we done? Good. What do we need to work on? You know, what, you know, because that's the only way we get better, you know, the good and the negative, just looking at from the outside in. I mean, what do you think about it? Which- I, you know, here, here's, here's the thing. I, um, I never, I, I didn't watch a lot of, uh, Lucha Underground just because they were so weird, you know, like, like it's a whole universe that you have to be in, tra- you know, you have to essentially follow it from season one to, to where they're at today. Um, so when I heard that Era Lucha was launching, and I actually, I heard rumors about, uh, a Nashville based Lucha Libre company. A few months before he has officially announced, so oh, wow. you know um, there there were some you got talks. Those connections. <laughs> well, kind of. I, I have some, you know, some some. Uh, I I know how to you know to, to to get the right you know information out. I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what the goals were. Um, when I saw uh, just when you guys launched and you guys released the logos and some graphics and some really cool stuff, I saw the complete opposite of what what Lucha Underground was. You know, Lucha Underground very dark, very dimly lit, looked very. Um, I don't want to say low rent because I think they're doing it on purpose, but you know, it looked like an underground promotion, you know, like something that wasn't, it's Robert, it's Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, so then when I saw Aero Lucha and it was bright colors and, you know, it actually looked, you know, and obviously it's a production company kind of, you know, building this wrestling company. So seeing high production value and seeing, so, you know, from, from, you know, aesthetically, I think it looks great. Uh, some of the talent that that's been involved, I, I feel is, uh, some of the best on the, on the indie scene. I, I don't know a lot about the Lucha Libre world, to be honest. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely in, in a learning, you know, on a learning curve with, along with you probably of, of learning what Lucha Libre is and who are the stars and what makes a big star. But I, I really enjoy just what you guys have, you know, the little bits and pieces of, of content you guys have put out, which, is, which again, it's, it's bright colors. It's, it looks fun. Um, I, you know, I really want to see the in-ring product. I really want to see what what the, the the show layout ends up being before I really say what you guys are doing right or doing sure. wrong. But I will say that from <clears throat> from a marketing standpoint, the fact that you guys are interacting with fans a lot more than WWE does, and a lot more than what Impact Wrestling does, and a lot more than what any of the independents do, 
it's it, mm. that that's that's encouraging you know um <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> i spent three years trying to reach out to impact wrestling uh to do some interviews with their talents and i would never get a response you know um and this isn't me throwing shade at impact wrestling it's just how, the way the business works sometimes uh i spent about four months trying to work with uh ring of honor and trying to get some of their talent on the podcast um i sent a tweet to to the Aralucha account and within five minutes got a response saying hey let's add you to our our, our media list we'll let you know when something's available great uh earlier this week i got a, a out of the blue i i think i messaged you guys like a week ago and said hey you know uh what's going on i want to know some some media stuff and i got a a, 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 a a tweet back or a direct message back from whoever's handling your account and it went from hey uh you know jason's available you know when are you available we would love to have the two of you guys chat and i'm thinking oh this probably happened like in a week or two and here we are on a saturday morning you know uh mm -hmm. having this this chat so those are the things to me that that as a media <clears throat> media personality as a blogger as somebody who could potentially become you know part of you know reviewing the shows and and and, and interviewing your talent the fact that the dialogue is there from for fans and the dialogue is there for media personalities that's that's very encouraging so i think that's again relationships and what you told me before we went on the air and if you don't mind me saying this is loyalty you know is a big deal uh th those are signs of loyalty you know um and i feel like these big major companies uh and impact wrestling have dropped the ball from what really gets wrestling fans excited and that is knowing that there's a dialogue you know impact wrestling at its height uh you know dixie carter would come out and brag about how uh, you know, she replies to people on Twitter and how, you know, it's about the fans and they would show videos of her interacting with the fans at, at, at you know, live events and whatnot. And that was really when Impact Wrestling was at its most popular. Mm. Uh, and when they stopped That's doing stuff point. like that, there was a downfall. And of course, there's other business things involved that changed the, their core uh, income structure and whatnot that maybe Dixie Carter should have spent more time, you know, paying attention to than talking to fans, but, but there's correlation there, you know? And I, I think yeah, that it's a great point. I think that you have, uh, definitely have a good, good chance to create a really good foundation of fans who are going to watch your product and who are going to invest their time and hopefully their money in buying merchandise. And then, you know, maybe some of them invest in, the, you know, take an opportunity to invest in their, you know, in the, in the Funder. and full disclosure, I'm not invested. You know, I, I have no share in the company. I have no stock in the company. Oh, I'm I, hanging, I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying that for you. I'm not saying that I won't want, you know, one day, no. you know, I, I would want to, I'm saying this for, for people who are, uh, who are listening, you know, that way they know I, I'm not, there's no financial gain for me talking to you right now. You know, there's no, you know, that's, you know, not the way that I, I operate, you know, and, and I, you know, and even if I did, even if I was invested, I would still be honest with you. I'd still be telling yeah, you what I absolutely. think, <laughs> you know, even, even more so. I wouldn't just be trying to put over the company uh, just because of, you know, and I'm not invested in any wrestling company, FYI. Uh, so if anyone's yeah. questioning that. So um, that, I think the, the the best thing going for you right now is definitely the, the line of communication with, with the fans and hopefully, you know, other media outlets uh, such as mine. You know what, that's... Uh... That's really good to hear because so many people could say, oh, you got Conan involved or, you know, you got Ray involved. But to hear you say that you're talking to the fans, that's a that's a pat on the back that, I, that, that we'll take and say, OK, we feel like we're moving in the right direction. Because I just look at it and at the end of the day, who spends their money? It's the fans. Yeah. You know, who spends their hard earned time and their hard earned money supporting your product? It's the fans. And it's so foreign to me that a company 
whether it's a manufacturing company or uh, a media company, will make a product, sell something to a fan or a consumer, and we live in a day and age where that gap is closed. You know, it's 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 it used to be we make something, we sell it, they consume it, that we never even hear from them, unless it's some sort of you know Nielsen survey. But today it's like real time. It's like people are like, hey, I just I just stopped by this restaurant and ate. Here's my Yelp review. Here's my here's me posting about my food. Like the, the it's so close. Why wouldn't you talk to your fans? Why wouldn't you try to have a real relationship that's not a facade? And why wouldn't you listen to them and try to get better? And so for me, when you hear when I hear you say something about reaching out to Impact or reaching out to Ring of Honor and not and being ignored uh, and not 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 even being responded to, to me that's foreign in my mind because we're the opposite. And they go, okay, these are the people that that we're trying to reach. These are the people we're trying to cater to, and they're reaching out to us. You know, and they're trying to have a conversation with us. Why wouldn't you have a conversation right. with them? Right. So, and and I will say again, you know, for for you know, full disclosure, I have now, I do now have a relationship with both Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor. It just took a long time to get there. You know, where with 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 Fair enough. you know with you guys, uh, it was pretty. You know, it seemed easier for me to be able to get you know an, a, a red carpet access to NBC's biggest television show than it was Impact, Impact Wrestling. <laughs> you know. Um, well, good on good on them that you have a relationship now. Yeah, so yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, and again, uh, you know, you said something that 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 you know, I, I want to make clear too. Like, I love Rey Mysterio. You know, uh, I, I I don't know much of Conan, but what I have seen of him, I've enjoyed. Um, you know, but here, you know, and this is no no slight to either one of them, but they're you know they might not be around in ten years. You know, either as as you know a creative force or, or in the ring or, or or you know otherwise. So. Uh, you know, for me to say, oh yeah, I'm sold on the fact that Rey Mysterio is involved, uh, is setting the bar, I think, kind of low, um, because you know, Ray, 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 you know, he's not getting any younger, you know, and if I'm investing my time and energy into a company just because I want to see Rey Mysterio wrestle, well, I would continue to pay my ten nine, you know, my nine ninety nine for the WWE Network and watch his old stuff, you know, because that's point. that's really the, that's really the only thing that I can guarantee, well, not, maybe not guarantee, but you know, most likely will be there in ten years, you know, the fact that that Rey Mysterio uh, is still wrestling today to some people mm. is is a miracle with the amount of injuries he's had. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, that, that's something that we've had these conversations with Ray. And, you know, I know there's a lot of rumors Ray may end up back in the WWE and things like that. And in full disclosure, you know, being an open kimono, Ray doesn't have an exclusive deal with us. You know, Ray Ray has a lot of opportunities where he can go and do whatever he wants to do. I mean, he's, he's Ray Mysterio. Um, you know, for us, it was, you know, the ownership in our company and being on the advisory board, you know, this allows him to, to, to contribute in ways – to our company for the next 10 or 20 years, even if he's not a performer, you yeah. know, because a lot of, a lot of that is knowledge. You know, a lot of that is, you know, knowledge that you've learned in the industry and relationships. And, you know, just like if you watch the career of Conan and even the WWE, a lot of these stars, they're performers, but then, I mean, look who's running the WWE. I mean, look who's, you know, triple H is up there. Where did he start out as a performer? So a lot of these people contribute in the ring as athletes. They learn the business and then they, they find some other form or fashion and, you know, they're able to contribute to the industry and pour into young guys and, and grow things, you know, because of the knowledge they have. And so for us, you know, we understand you, you bring up a great point. Obviously, Ray won't be in the industry forever. Conan won't be in the industry forever as a performer, you know, and, and obviously he's not now. But, you know, there's opportunities to, to leverage their talents and allow them to contribute and be team players in different ways. And so, you know, you're, you're 100 percent correct. 
Yeah, and I think it's important that that you guys know that too, and and that's awesome. You know, you're, I mean, I think we're tired of 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 people who are not, you know, and and you're you're not a not you're not a a wrestling person per se. You're a media person, um, but you know, but you you seem to have a really good grasp of the concepts, and you have a good team of people behind you. Um, you know, for 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 15 years, we had somebody running a company who it seemed like was much more interested in having a, a, a trophy case of high name wrestlers as opposed to a roster of really good wrestlers who could become big name wrestlers and help build mm. a brand. Uh, you know, again, not dropping any names, but this, they tried making an impact in the business and I don't know how well they did. Um, but you know, so it, it, it's cool seeing somebody who values the idea of building stars, you know, and not, you know, not hanging your hat yeah. on Rey Mysterio, who is a Ruben, massive star. You bring up such a good point because, I mean, you bring up such a good point because at the end of the day, it's the stars that people want to connect with. And it's really – nothing in life is is easy. You know, nothing nothing worthwhile in life is easy. And the easy thing to do is to go and hire somebody who is already an existing star and put them on your show. Mm-hmm. The harder thing to do is to spend the three years that it takes to find a young talent – to, to grow with them, to let them fail, to give them a safe place to fail, to try gimmicks on them, to, to teach them how to do the things and build them into a star because, you know, that's the hard thing. And, and that's that's the path that we're going to take. You know, we're going to try to find those young talent and, and build them into stars that that we can grow with them as a company. You know, perfect example is Sammy Guevara. Mm. You know, he was our very first talent that we signed to an exclusive deal. You know, Sammy's on a deal with us, multi-year deal where he's an exclusive Air Lucha talent. But we, we had no plans to sign anybody that early. Uh, it was only because Conan really kind of looked at us and said, hey, this guy's going to be a star that, that we said, OK, you know, here's an opportunity. And, uh, you know, is he a star right now? In my mind, yes. But to the public, you know, probably not there yet. But, you know, you make a great point, you know, that uh, – you can go and get those stars that are big names now, but they're not your stars. They're not your characters. They're not your IP. And uh, Or you can take the time to, to find young talent and invest in them, which is really what you have to do, uh, and know what they're going to be three years down the road. And that's a much different – that's a much harder thing to do. Well, let me, let, me, let me just also say this, you know, Jason. If, if in September, if Daniel Bryan becomes available and you have the resources to sign him – sign him you know because <laughs> and not not because not because you know i'm a huge daniel bryan fan but because a daniel bryan somebody who who has you know a, t- a ton of knowledge but b putting daniel bryan on, on your show is going to get eyeballs on your product but i also think that daniel bryan at this point in his career would be a huge uh a, a big name to help build those stars you know i'm not saying that no you never sign a star that's available to you it's you sign them with the intent of not maybe not putting the world title on them, you know, but but maybe helping them put some, you know, Sammy. I forgot his name, but Sammy, you know, put him against Daniel Bryan. Have them have an epic feud for six months, and at the end of it, Sammy should become a star, you know, in the process, you know. So I, you know, I'm not against signing these big names, but I'm 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 so much like, you know, please don't sign Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins and you know all these people who become available and make them the centerfold of your company. Um, you know, like that, that's, that's what I'm saying, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, you bring a great point. You have to be, you have to be well balanced. Yeah, you exactly. Have to be well balanced. And I think exactly. And, and if, if Daniel comes available and we have the resources, you know, on, on your, uh, on your advice, we'll sign him. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I, I want a 10% uh, finder's fee on that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Done. Done and done. I believe his, I believe his contract <laughs> is up either September 27th or September 29th. So just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what we got to make our play. Done you, and done. Yeah. You, okay. So that's what all the crowdfunding money is going to go <laughs> is to sign Daniel Bryan. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> um, again, uh, that. If you know again, if, if, if an opportunity like that does arise, you know I, I, you know if I were in your shoes, I would definitely, I would. I think we would probably raise a lot more if we said, "Hey, donate, and we'll sign uh, Daniel Bryan." Well, yeah, think, we'll, uh, we'll I think we'll a lot try. of people would jump on board with that one. <laughs> yeah, I think so too, I, and I think a lot of people would be like, "Yeah, hell yeah, let him go do his thing." <laughs> Um, you know, but, uh, you know, again, I wouldn't, I would never tell you to put your, you know, like if you wanted $5 million at the bank, I'd be like, dude, just, it's not worth, you know, the, the bottom line, you know, I mean, it is, but it isn't, um, Jason, so I, interrupt, I interrupted your rapid fire session. So we got up on a tangent there. Yeah. You know, but you know what? I, I enjoyed this much more because, uh, just having like a candid conversation with you, uh, has really shown me and, and the listeners, uh, you know, who, who you are, you know, and, and I think that's important. I think, I think people forget that like part of what we, you know, what we do as wrestling fans is, is we actually, uh, as much as we, we, we fall for the superstars, uh, or the luchadors and, and the big star and the champion, the promoters and the business people, you know, if, if we get an indication that you're a shady person, you know, mm. we don't throw our money at you, you know, and if we get an indication that you're a cool person and that you're, you know, like if you're ever in LA, hit me up, let's get a beer, you know, oh, absolutely. Um, like, like that's, you know, like we, we take, we value the people in charge of the company as well, just as much as we value the, the, the in-ring competitors for different reasons. And I, I don't know any other business that's like, you know, other than some movie, you know, some major, like, you know, George Lucas and, you know, um, you know, some you of know, those big, big movie people, you know, you know what you make, you make a re- another really good point. And I think we forget, we, we sometimes forget that there's a human being and a person, uh, behind a product or behind something and they have a family and you know, they're, they're busting their butt to try to do something for you. And I, I'm guilty of it myself. Uh, you know, and I, I, you know, one example sticks out to my mind, or at least I try to teach my kids that, you know, sometimes we'll go to a restaurant and we'll order food. And, you know, my little girl, you know, she was eight years old at the time, but I remember this, you know, she's like, you know, where's our food? You know, and she was really being impatient. And you have to remind your kids that, you know, and I, I remember telling her this, honey, there's somebody back there who's working really hard, who's sweating, who got up early, who, you know, is back there in front of the stove, who's making your food right now. Yeah. You know, and, and she has a lot of he or she has a lot of food to make ahead of yours, but they're doing their best. And I think it's really important to try to tie people to the things that we consume. You know, it's not just uh, bring me my meal and let me eat it. And, you know, that's a, at least a little something we try to instill and try to teach our kids. But you're right. You know, in the wrestling world, too, you know, and I look at it from a different standpoint because I, I look at a lot of the talent and you got to remember that, oh, I hired this person and they're supposed to get in the ring and, you know, we pay them X and they got to do a good job. But you forget, you know, I mean, they've been busting their butt for years. You know, they've they've driven through the middle of the night with no gas money and slept in crappy hotels. And, you know, they've wrestled on crappy rings and hurt themselves all because they love it. And I think once you put that put yourself in that that mindset then you have a different respect for that person and you treat them differently and you want different things from them and, and, it, and it it allows you to have some empathy and connect with them and and to say okay how can i make you better because they're going to make you're they're going to in turn make our company and, and me better and so you know it's uh it's an interesting thing and i you know we just try to look at it a different way yeah i'm again i i can't tell you how excited i am for what you guys are going to do and and jason uh, 
if at any point there's anything I can do for you guys, please let me know. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent at your disposal for, for press coverage or, um, you know, uh, on a side note, I also do a lot of social media stuff. So if you ever need any help or advice with that, like, please, you know, reach out to me. You know, we may need another wrestler. I don't know if we can put a mask on. Hey, you know and, what? Uh, if you ever want to be a jobber, you don't, you, you, you could be the next star too. You never know. Our fans could vote and say, Hey, we want Ruben to, uh, to be the next star. <laughs> I, you know, I could be the next James Ellsworth. Uh, you know, uh, but the problem is you don't want to see me in spandex. I'm, I'm the one person you don't want to see in spandex. Like the mask. Well, the, is... the, guy, the guy on the other end of this phone, you do not want to see on sp- in spandex either. So <laughs> that makes two of us. Well. That's awesome. Hey, but you know what? I will, I will, you know, if, if, if you need a wrestler to, 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 you know, somebody to, just to, to get beat up in the ring, man, I, I will do it. I, I demand thirty percent equity in the company, and, and it's, it's good to go. Like I don't even need a cash payout; just just equity. Man. That's how much I. That's how much I believe in the company at this point. You know <laughs> that you will uh, that you will take the bump for uh, for a stake in the company. For a stake that's in the bad. company. For a that stake is, in the company, uh, and maybe maybe a medium rare stake. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, beer and steak, me and you're in. I, next time I come to LA, I'll look you up. <laughs> All right, man. Well, here let's let's do the rapid fire real quick. I'm going to give you two options. Pick whichever one you you uh, associate with the best. I only have a couple for you today. Um, don't think about it too much. Uh, so, uh, first and foremost, uh, steak or sushi? sushi? Oh man, God, why do you got to be so tough? That's that's hard, I, man. I asked the real questions here. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, here's the thing: being half Asian, I love I love sushi. Growing up in Alabama, I'm a meat eater. So, uh, wow, that's really tough. Uh, I'm going to go steak. Okay. Uh, would you rather watch Impact Wrestling or WWE? Uh, here's the thing. Um, I want to learn from the best. Uh, you know, I, I watch it for a reason to, to try to, to get things out of WWE. There you go. Uh, would you rather go to the mountains and be in the snow or go to an island, you know, Hawaii, Jamaica type of thing? Oh, absolutely the snow. Okay. Uh, text or call? Call. I, I like to hear people's voice. Very cool. And uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of a smart-ass question to ask, but I can't think of one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jason, tell everybody where they can Boxers find Boxers or briefs. Boxers uh, or briefs. Uh, b- b- uh, b- both. Both. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't do well under rapid fire. I just start, you know, like, I don't know if you remember, uh, I don't know if you watch Friends, which you probably did, but there's an episode where, where they're, they're rapid fire asking questions uh, to Joey, and Joey's like, you know, he gives like three options and then keeps going back and forth between them. He's like, you know, uh, the snow, a monkey, uh, you know, a, a steak, you know, and just keeps going. That's me under pressure. Uh, and, and I'll be like, you know, if you ask me boxers or briefs, I'll be like, boxers, briefs, boxers, briefs, both, no, inc- ah, you know, and have like a mental, mental break. Down, so don't ever do that to me again. Broxers, Broxers, we just Bro- admitted something. Broxers, <laughs> coming soon to RLX, uh, RLX uh, fashion line. Broxers, <laughs> Ray Mysterio's face on the back. Oh, uh, uh, product is born. Product we, is born. Oh, Pre order today at uh, at multi multimedia. Multimedia.com. Forty five dollars <laughs> will get you uh, get you a, get you something. Lucha Libre branded Broxers. <laughs> Uh, Jason, where can we find you on social media, both you and the company? Oh, uh, the easiest thing is to go to aerolucha.com, and we got all of our social media links there. Uh, I think my Twitter handle is uh, aerolucha underscore CEO. Uh, full disclosure, I'm not the best on social media, so my brand manager uh, you know, tells me what to do and, and what the handles are. But you can, you can go to uh, aerolucha underscore CEO and find me on Twitter. 
Um, I think you know, on Facebook, kind of the same thing. If you go to our uh, our website, aralucha.com, you can look at all of our social medias. And if you just message us and say, hey, I want to connect with your CEO or what's the, uh, you know, how do I get uh, their social media handles or connect with them, then, you know, great. Uh, I, I try to make myself very open. Um, you know, I, here's the thing. On one of our welcome emails, I actually put my cell phone number and I've actually had conversations with fans who I've never met before oh, wow. across the United States. You know, about a week ago, uh, a girl called me named Stephanie. She goes, hey, I just signed up your email list. Back man. Hey, I got to my... I got some ideas. You should do this and this and this. You know, uh, I got some emails to my personal email address uh, from Quinn, uh, who, you know, I forgot where, where he is. Uh, but, you know, literally I can show you these emails. Hey, this is an idea. Can you do this and this and this? So I try to make myself available and have conversations and learn from the fans. But, you know, that's uh, that's where you can find me. So breaking news, Stephanie McMahon called Jason Brown. No, that's... not Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, uh, covered by parody. Uh, yes, Stephanie McMahon called me. We had a long conversation uh, about Aero Lucha and how she feels like we could do better. So, so coming uh, coming to the WWE Network, uh, Aero Lucha. I'm going to edit that one out. I don't maybe <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. Full disclosure, uh, absolutely fake news, but uh, it'd be fun to run with it, right? <laughs> you know what? I'm, I just might. I just might and say I have I have audio proof of Jason Brown saying that he's had discussions with WWE, mainly Stephanie, uh, and and then just is it is it Stephanie McMahon or you know you can edit yourself in voiceover where I say Stephanie and then like in your voice is like McMahon. Well, no, I can, what I can do is I can edit it and be like because I did ask him like you know you're like oh Stephanie called him like McMahon and I can find I can find a part of you saying yes and I can edit that all together. And you guys will have some – Stephen McMahon will have some explaining to do to Triple H, you know? Like, that's just – you know? And, and you guys will be on the front page, uh, you know? Stephen McMahon wants to buy Aro Lucha. Bad. You don't know how bad secretly I want you to do that, and I hope it, take, I hope it goes viral. So um, here's the thing. Ruben, you, you should not do that. You should really do that. You should really do it. Don't do that. Ethical standards. Do it, Ruben. Do it. <laughs> I'm so conflicted now. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me today. Uh, hopefully uh, hopefully, when the TV uh, tapings happen, I can find my way down to Nashville or wherever you're, uh, you're taping at, and we can do some stuff together. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know what? Uh, when we do it, I'll reach out to you. You can have a press pass. I'll get your front row seat. You can, uh, you can watch the product and, uh, and give us your honest, honest opinion of it. All right. Well, I also uh, expect a first-class flight. Uh, and you know, <laughs> you can put me in a shitty hotel, but that's, <laughs> uh, Hey Jason, uh, let's do this again. Let's, let's talk, you know, a couple months, let's let some stuff marinate and happen and, and we'll, we'll talk again and hopefully by then have a little bit more clear vision of where the TV is going to land or the digital is going to land or where the video can be downloaded illegally, you know, uh, <laughs> but I appreciate your time man. I really do. Oh, no. Uh, we appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you to all your fans. And, uh, you know, thanks for supporting us. And, uh, you know, if you're not following Ruben J, go follow him. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, <clears throat> stick around for a little bit more here after this. Yeah. Oh, hold on. It's not, not stopping. <laughs>